At American Public University, we believe higher education is not one size fits all. That's why we offer 200 modern programs that build on your knowledge and fit your schedule. Because we believe universities should adapt to the needs of students, not the other way around. American Public University, within reach, without limits. Online classes start every month. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. You are now listening to The Reality Is. And now I have these conversations with white women. They're always just like, well, I don't understand how like black girls are just so confident and how like even if they're big, they just walk around with their confidence. I said, because our men don't see beauty the way your men see beauty. What up, world? This is Anthony Robbins, host of The Reality Is, where a filter becomes extinct. The Reality Is is powered by Roberts Media Group, your resource for all things podcasting. For more information, visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. Now, that's something that normally Artesia would say, but since she's sick and she's in the booth today, I have to read these things, which is why I've almost kind of sputtered through it a little bit. But uh, today is an interesting episode for me. You know, a lot of times I tell people, you know, me and Artesia, we do podcasts and we crack jokes. We talk about everyday life. You know, we we talking about anything, man, just shit that sex, relationships, interracial dating, whatever. And a lot of times I try to tell people we can be serious. We can talk about real topics. And today is one of those days. So first of all, I want to say we have Christy White of Michelle Law Group here in Dallas. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming. And Artesia, when she set this up, she was like, hey, the immigration attorney that you met at the uh, panel event, she hit us up and she wants to be on the podcast. And it's funny because I told her, I said, when we finished that panel that night, I felt like I was bombarded with people. And when I saw you, like I told you, I remembered her from being, you know, having mm-hmm. a short hair. And I remember telling Ortiz, I was like, yo, it's a black immigration attorney that I met tonight. I was <laughs> like, if she hits us up or, you know, when it came through, I was like, we definitely need to do it because I feel like people need to know about it. So starting off, man, before I even let you talk about this, I read some of your reviews and I just want to let the people know at Michelle Law Group, some of the things that clients said about her was hardworking. The uh, the company is hardworking, hardworking and ethical passion for immigration uh, goes in above, above and beyond for the clients. And you have a fresh new take on law. So that's how people felt about it. But what I want to ask you is what got you into to immigration law? It's funny that you say that um, I actually put up a, a Facebook post today um, to let people know that there immigration doesn't touch me in any way. Yeah. Like it's not in my backyard. Like it didn't affect my family in any way. Um, when I finished taking the bar in Mississippi, I decided to move to Texas because just being real, there's really nothing in Mississippi. No, yeah, I understand. <laughs> so um, once I moved here, I got my first opportunity to work at Barry Apple and Alignment, and I saw immigration when it came to the employment, right? Yeah. So when it came to Google or, you know, yeah. Shell and all your big companies. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, they're not paying taxes. This is interesting. And they're, like, making Who's not paying taxes? Those companies? Not the companies, the immigrants themselves. And oh, I was okay, like, okay. It, just, it just became really interesting. At that point, it was like, wait. What are immigrants? Yeah. <laughs> How do they get over here? Like, what is all this? Yeah. So after I took the bar in Texas, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try to do private immigration, figure it all out. And I got involved in deportation and I got involved in family. I took my first case in Dallas immigration uh, court and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just realized that this is where God wanted me. Yeah. This is where I could help the most. Um, this is where I could be the most influential. So what is, what's been one of your biggest feats? Like since you've been doing this and what I mean by, I guess I can explain. First of all, you're a black woman. Oh yes. And then before saying a black woman, you're a woman. Yes. So we know in a patriarch society, white men, they don't really, they don't oh, really right. care to hear their own women speak. So yet alone a black woman coming in talking to them about law with motherfucking Trump in office, <laughs> trying to build a wall like what's some of the things that you come up against i think um the biggest challenge has been the fact that i am a black woman like in both like um in law school it was just that i was black right so and i went to Ole miss so it was yeah it was berries and swoop the little hair swoop (laughs) all the white boys look the same exactly (laughs) uh now uh entering into a field where it's so male dominated is it's now like oh she's a woman and she has something to say. Yeah. And just being black, I, my my first intuition is is not to hold back, yeah. is to say what I have to say, is to have a voice. So it has been very interesting working under the white male patriarch. 
<laughs> um, as you can see, that did not work out. Um, so I had to venture out. Um, I really, really cared about the clients and I saw that a lot of firms, they, they start out caring and then yeah. they, they kind of end up it going, dwindles. yeah, um, that's not me because this isn't, my work is in my life. Yeah. And, and that, that is that for so many other lawyers. So it is about the competition. It is about how much money you can make, you know, things of that nature. But for me, that's not, that's not it. And that's what I was going to say. Like what, why is it so important to you? Because most people, if you've been a doctor, a lawyer, some kind of attorney, first of all, a lot of people don't trust you. Yes. Second of all, it's like, if you're not going in a, a specific, you know, like you have the district attorneys and then you have the prosecutors and what is it? Um, which one? No, the, the defense attorneys are the ones that, that defend the bad mm-hmm. guys. So most people try to go to do that because mm-hmm. that's where most of the money is. So for you, I, I don't think immigration is where most of the money is. I mean, it could be good. I'm not saying you don't get paid good, but you actually, know. no, not for deportation. Like yeah. just being real. Um, me and Larry have this argument all the time. He's my financial advisor. <laughs> and he's always like, "Babe, stop giving away free services. Yeah. Like, what is your deal? Like, you got to you got to put a pen in it. And it is really difficult because you do hear their stories, you know what I mean? And, and you do hear how a lot of Central Americans are running into the American borders because of things that we created in America and sent to their country. Yeah. You know, that's scary when you really know the history of it. And people don't know the history of it. People think exactly what they hear in the media, that they're terrorists or they're rapists yeah. or, you know, and it's kind of like, but are they guys, are y'all really just taking out time to question yourself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, when it comes to stuff like that, it's hard because like you said, then it seems like when they create a narrative for black people, and for Mexicans, that shit sticks. It sticks. When they create, I mean, we literally see this shit on TV. Like, they may not say the narrative for white people, but most shows you watch. I'm, I'm a Criminal Minds fan. Every motherfucking killer on that bitch is white. It's white. You know what I'm saying? The narrative is right there for you. If you watch one of these uh, movies like Wolf of mm-hmm. Wall Street, we love the show mm-hmm. or the movie, but he stole from so many people who I could mean, not take care of themselves. The dude, the dude now, what's his name? Uh, that was just on the news. Uh, Trump's. Uh, I know. I know Cole, you're talking about. Michael, yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael, Cole, yeah, he yeah, sold yeah. so much yeah. money. It's like, but we we don't really, you know, you don't put think that stigma about it. on them, yeah. or we just don't even attribute to them that stigma because they're blue collar crime. Like, exactly, that's their crime. That's exactly. their shit. Like just being real. It doesn't matter. Never. Uh, uh, so I was looking up some stuff when I when I got ready to come in here for this, and you may know this stuff, but I was looking it up, and it said that in 1792 was the first immigration law. Yeah. Didn't know anything about that. And as the guys, as I was listening uh, to a podcast, because I was listening to, um, I think his name, he's the Arthur of Nation of Nations, Tom Jelton. But he was talking about how, and I like when white people keep the shit real and call their own people on their shit. So the guy, he was talking about how they brought in, you know, the pursuit, you know, talked about life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. That's what immigration really was about. Mm -hmm. But it was always about the Europeans. And it was always about the first immigrants were Europe. Yeah, so exactly. the only reason they started having an issue is with it back in the 1700s and the 1800s is when other people came over mm-hmm. here, like when the Chinese came over here to work exactly. on the railroads and the factories and the Mexicans, they wanted to send them back. Exactly. Right? They wanted the cheap labor, then send them back. But or regulate them. Exactly. And they want And just like now you'll have an uh, immigrant come over here and they say, hey, I'm working. I want to send money back to my to my mm-hmm. family to get them here. Mm-hmm. They was doing that shit back then. Exactly. And they or- stopped it. My my thing is people aren't just looking at just even the presidential family, like yeah. how that was a that was chain migration. Like, are we being real here? Are we just not even just so we're we talking not, about Trump and his wife? Yeah. His wife yeah. yeah. They asking for this motherfucker. They asking for Obama's papers. And excuse my language, I don't like calling women bitch, but this bitch and can't even lying. speak real English. She's not she even really. she's not even a native. Like, <sighs> and that's what I don't understand. Yeah. I'm just like, how is it that y'all put all these rules and stipulations on other people and then you don't you don't have them for yourself? Yeah, yeah. And then for us, it's like, guys, like stop with the division. Yeah. Because we're really all in it together. Like, I'm sorry, but Trump made everybody a nigga. He okay. did. He did. He did. So let's just all band together and figure it out. And they talked about like when I, they were talking about on the podcast, they were saying like mass immigration happened for 200 years yeah. from Europe. And then they gave a statistic breakdown talking about how like when they did do the first quota system in 1921 to bring everybody mm-hmm. here. They were talking about they said that uh, the Great Britons had like 80,000 visa slots. All of um of uh, Europe had like 360,000 and no sector of Europe had less than a hundred thousand visa slots. Asians had 400 something. Africans had 359. Exactly. So I was like, you see, you see why it's a large disparity of whites to blacks and everything else now. 
they created the infrastructure for this shit to be this way. And definitely, like, even when you, uh, like, I guess when you cross sector, yeah, like, even when you're talking about education, like, they don't even teach any of that. Like, yeah. immig- I did not learn immigration law until I decided to teach myself. Like, it wasn't even offered in my law school class. That's I'm insane. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> Ole Miss. That was, Ole Miss. I mean, if they hiding shit everywhere else. I'm sure they hiding the shit no miss. Definitely. What does it feel like to to win a case for a client? I saw on Facebook you had the picture posted. I think it was a couple of days ago. You helped the guy get free. Um, I don't know if it was his birthday or something, but you helped him get free in time for something. <laughs> How was that? I, I can't remember what I so, what I read, but uh, I saw that. I was like, that's pretty dope. Recently, I just won a withholding of removal. Um, it was insane because we ran in thinking that we were going to lose. Uh, if you don't know anything about the immigration court. There's a particular judge that's just really, really difficult um, that everyone hates to deal with. Um, And he's just I mean, his numbers are just they're just not there. He doesn't grant anything. Uh, So I always have to, you know, give it up to the grace of God, because as I walk in the court, I'm always like, you know, God, you got to take over my spirit. You got to take over my body because, you know, I'm not here for me. I'm really not. And, you know, so if you want to deliver your people, you got to do it. You got to do it. You you know, so when we got in there. It was it was really interesting, the dynamic, because the guy, the actual um, the client, he was he just told his story, you know, and it kind of just beautifully unfolded on, you know, before the court. And the judge was just like, OK, well, I'm not going to grant asylum. But, you know, if y'all work out something, I give you withholding. Yeah. So we were like, oh, oh OK, we're going to take that. Yeah. We'll take that. <laughs> um, people don't know. But if you, there's two, there's like a twofold to asylum. Um, if you don't necessarily get asylum, you can get granted withholding of removal, which means that you can do you can defer your removal from the United States because you got some type of um, unrest or political unrest or persecution from your country. Yeah. And um, this particular client was from Nicaragua. And if you know anything that's happening in that country right now, it is under so much political unrest. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. So their uh, president, who's been in power for the last 10 years, has decided to stay in power. How does that happen? Like, it if motherfucking so Trump often. was over in power for 10 years here, he, you he got it. Uh-huh. Yeah, he would. He tried to extend that. <laughs> Honestly, it happens by it happens by them changing the Constitution. Yeah. So they get in, they change. And this is more than just one country. I've seen, like, uh, when I do asylum cases, I like to, you know, look up the history of the country because yeah. I feel like it's important to know it's exactly true. where they're coming from, to know exactly the history and the dynamic of their, you know, their country conditions. So it's really interesting because... It's usually they the the president changes the constitution and then they start putting their people in power. And if you really think about it, yeah. it there are some similarities today to yeah. where we see Trump has put his people in, in power. power. Yeah. Um, so that president has decided to make his wife VP. You know, has decided to make all his friends and all his parties. Mm. You know, in power. So if anyone opposes him or comes down and say, you know, we have freedom speech. You yeah. know. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna shoot you, you know. And if it's crazy, so people are really students. Majority of those people that are being persecuted are actually students, Students, yeah, like standing up exactly, standing up for their rights. Because you know, our generation ain't going. So you know, at the same time, though, they have the power. So it's just different than here. Do you think, with you being an immigration attorney? And the way racism, I mean, people can act like the shit's getting better, but it's not. It's not. It's not. And it's never going to go away or change. It's never going to go away. Do you feel like some days you're fighting a losing battle with this whole thing? You know, crazily, um, I've been really, really blessed. I uh, have this spirit, I feel like, that I can't say it's not a color because it is a color, yeah. but it's it's really calming to people. Uh, and you know how white people are. They're like, oh, you you speak like me. So, you know, they try to find anything to, yeah, identify, to identify with identify you. We're not alike, you. motherfucker. Exactly. Right. Even at work, I'm not the same black person when I leave here. I have to be this way. Exactly. They don't understand exactly. that, man. Um, so it's just been... It's just been really interesting. It's just been a really interesting journey, I think. I think we need more people like you in those positions. I know this is Women's History Month, but I would be doing this anyway. Because I feel like it's just important to see, like, first of all, it's important to see black people in these type of positions. Yeah. It's important to have these conversations. Yeah. And then not only do you, you can, you know, connect and build a rapport with these immigrants, because even though we may not be immigrants, we, I mean, we're extended oh, immigrants, yeah. you know definitely. what I'm saying? Most definitely. And, and for me, another thing I was going to ask you, how do so many immigrants get over here and they're here for this extended period of time working without a visa? Okay. So usually, okay. It just depends. 
two ways. You can either come over here legally, just being real, most people that are coming over here legally are people below our borders because yeah. it's easier to get here, right? Yeah. Or you can come over here on a visa and you can overstay. So say, for instance, you can come over here on a visitor's visa. You know, I can't, I want to visit my family or yeah. whatever, and you just overstay your visa. Or you can come over here over, you know, on a work visa yeah. and you overstay your visas. And people don't know, people don't understand that. People think that the only way you can get over here and be illegal is if you cross the border. And that's not true. Mm. You know, so... 21 Savages. I was about people. to ask you about that. Because, see, I didn't really dive into it, but I know when we were supposed to do it the first time, yeah. it was, you know, it was hot right It was then. hot, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out. But it, we got pushed back. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I, I didn't look at it. Yeah. But, like, what was that whole situation about and how were they able to get him? I thought the nigga was from here. But then when they brought it to my attention, I was like, he do look like one of them UK models, like that yeah, long that nose. And, and yeah, he looked just like them UK I guys. I thought it was so crazy that everybody was like, he, I mean, it's okay, guys. He just doesn't know he's from here. I'm like, y'all know. If you're not from the United States, you, you know. know. No. <laughs> like what color is your passport yeah. <laughs> like just being real yeah, you had you to know. have you had to have had a passport to, to get, get in here yeah. so you have a passport he knows he's not a United States citizen yeah. so I hate the fact that you know as black people like to cap for people so hard it's mm -hmm. like chill out yep. and then everybody was like well he didn't commit no crimes I'm like being over here illegal is a crime uh, in, in itself but uh, <laughs> if the nigga doing anything he rapping about he has done some crime okay how are you working how do you have a there are a lot of things that I was like how do you have a bank account like you need two forms of ID how did you get a driver's license you can't get a driver's license like how do you have a social security card it was a lot of things that I was just like is it true though that they get a lot of free shit like so I remember the first time I heard about immigrants they were like yo I dated an Asian chick and she's like my parents didn't have to pay taxes on their business for seven years and I said, what are you talking about? Because yeah. if I didn't have taxes coming out of my check, I'd feel like I'm really balling. The smart ones. Like, I'm just going to leave it at that. The smart ones. Because honestly, like, safe. okay, my the people that I represent, they actually have to show that they paid their taxes, even though they don't have to pay their taxes. That's crazy, right? America is a motherfucker. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it gets you. And <laughs> if they did not pay their taxes, they have to go back. We have to tell them, okay, well, you got to go back and file your taxes because we need to show that you've been a, a paying, you know, citizen yeah. or whatever, law-abiding citizen, yeah. even though you're not. I just like to show how contradictory white people are. These motherfuckers will be the one voting for this dumbass in office exactly. to get people sent back over. Exactly. And since the 1700s, they've been inviting people over through slavery to do the shit they don't want to do. And Mexicans exactly. and Asians and some black people are still doing the jobs mm -hmm. that white people don't, don't want to do. do. And when you go look at these Mexican corners where they all packed up waiting for work, most of the motherfuckers driving through there are white people are white. coming to get cheap labor, but yeah. they going to vote against that shit and they bitching and griping about yep. it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. I really don't. Uh, it's, it's just a contradiction. And that, I think that's the part that I, I, as of now being my own, like, uh, owner, yeah. I feel the need to always show my blackness in a room full of white people now. You have to. Like, and at first I was kind of, well, also him. Like, yeah. he kind of changed the whole, he's yeah, like, babe. I don't, I don't too much football. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's what I love about this podcast because a lot of people, <clears throat> I have a lot of white people that I, I'm cool with and I've Same. worked with. And I tell people all the time, they have to, I'm going to be honest, they don't know it, but when white people fuck with me, you're being put through a test. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't do shit to stand up for me or back me in a we situation, we can't fucking be friends. <laughs> I don't give a goddamn if we at a bar and this motherfucker's trying to fight. If you, you not trying to fight, all the, the white crazy, dudes around me will fight. The crazy thing is white girls are so different. They're just like, oh my God, I don't like confrontation. It makes me sick. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, well, I can't be your friend Hell if you don't yeah. like confrontation. Because I've actually seen you confront people before. Yeah. So I just don't even want to hear it. Like, yeah. I don't even want to hear it. They want all the glitz and glamour of it. I mean, they always have. And and I was I was at my barber today and he, this is my ignorance, but he was talking about melanin. And he was like, bro, you know, the human trafficking and everything else that oh happens God. in America. He was like, black people are still top priority because they're trying to figure out what it is that gives us this strength, this athleticism. They know he's smart. They just try to dumb us down to this mm -hmm. shit. That's why they have such an issue with what LeBron and Jay-Z is doing. Mm -hmm. But it's like they try to do all of this shit. And he literally Googled it. And he was like, I'm going to show you how much melanin worth. He just said it, asked that shit on Sirius. Sirius said $350 per grant. Per I, gram. I believe you. Um, Rich gold is 300. Yeah. I said, man, look here. They know what they're doing. They I, I sit on a human trafficking board and she told me that human trafficking is the highest, in, like, highest um, business. Yeah. 
uh, in the world. I didn't know that. I ain't surprised. And yeah. and I didn't really realize what human trafficking entailed until like she would get the calls and then like we would, she would go out and get the girls mm-hmm. and then I would have to come in and like sit there and I was like, oh my God, this is blowing my mind. Yeah. I can't believe this is happening like in Dallas. And you shouldn't Holy be going shit. out nowhere by yourself. <laughs> no. I tell her when she'd be like, oh, she used to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Like, because girls love to go to Walmart at night for whatever reason. If you ain't getting possibly kidnapped, <laughs> the niggas in there are going to harass right. you for eight fifty an hour. Right. So I'm not exactly. sure why y'all going in there anyway. But I would always tell her, I'm like, you need to be careful. If you're driving at night, if you're going somewhere, For because real. these white motherfuckers, they love y'all. And oh, if yeah. you look at oh. TV right now, look how they're doing on these interracial commercials. They don't want to put a black man with a white woman on these commercials. They don't even want to put us with ourselves, but they will put y'all mm-hmm. with a white man. Mm-hmm. And it'd be the goofiest looking motherfucker white that y'all man. wouldn't even talk it to in real weird. life. Like, I, it's so crazy. So when I actually started like working, working under like the I white see you opening pe- up now. You see, I see I just opened up. <laughs> <laughs> When I actually started working, uh, I would tell Larry, like, uh, they would say all, like, white men would just say the weirdest things to me. Like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. You're so pretty to be black. Mm -hmm. Are you really black? And it was just like, are you being serious? Like, I don't even know how to answer because you're my boss. Like, like, I want to go off on you. You know what I'm saying? I want to be angry, but then it's going to be I'm unprofessional, so I really don't know how to answer. I would put his feet to the fire and be like, because honestly, I don't think, and I I said this today on Instagram. Black people got to understand their power. Oh, yeah. You are a woman. If you would have said, why are you not even go off? Why are you talking to me like that? I think I'm going to go to HR. This nigga probably will pay you out of his own bank account. There is no HR. Like, and that's another thing. That's another misconception. (laughs) He is. That's another misconception. You have to look at private law. Yeah. Like, there is no higher ups that you can go to. That Mm, is the higher up. That is the higher up. Yeah. That's 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 pretty much unless you want to go to the EOC and file a complaint, then kind of maybe ruin your career. You just really never know. You know, you're so many things at stake so for me it was more so like all right I'm gonna take back my blackness like I think too it was I went to Ole Miss so I felt I felt like okay to a certain degree you had to assimilate and then once I got to Texas I was like "Mm, I don't know about this assimilation shit like it's just not where I'm going like so at at a point I was like okay screw this like um, Barbie hair and whatever I'm just gonna be myself so as, as soon as I walked in the door with my natural hair he was like who are you and that is literally what my boss asked me he, Same said, thing happened to her. he said who are you and I was like I'm the only black person that works here like yeah. how could this even be a question like yeah. I don't even and did it change that, that different ain't yeah, like y'all like- motherfuckers <laughs> you see white men they don't went from swoop cuts I was sitting in my chair today and I'm I'm gonna tell you I was deeply offended. A white man walked into a black barbershop and it's like we all stopped talking about our shit. Cause I was like, this is not I'm so, I'm sorry. If I owned a black barbershop, I would be like, bro, this is black people only. Yeah. And this is not to be racist, but that we don't just talk about sports in the barbershop. So if you come to a barbershop, mm-hmm. you can get all the insight to what happens in black America. You should only get what the fuck we give you. Mm-hmm. Because the other shit that you hear, you could use it against us like you always done. Yeah. So I literally, my homeboy, he was like, he come out, he was like, why you stop? I said, I'm not fucking talking. In I don't front feel of, comfortable. Like, I'm not, not in front of the white man. Unless I know this motherfucker, he, every white man is the man. Yeah. And white people always want to know why we treat them a certain way. Yeah, ask your granddad. Yeah. Ask, ask the motherfucker and your ancestors. Your they the one that did this shit. And you need to make yourself aware and of what the fuck's been going on. Because a True. lot of them have their own biases and that's just shit that bothers me. Like I've caught so many people in their biases because they, they think of me as their token. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's really interesting when they feel comfortable and when they actually start talking and they actually start really telling you what they the feel. feel. And so it's like, uh, check your own box. Check your own shit. Like, that's and teach why us, educate along. yourself. Like, we've had to educate ourselves so much. Exactly. Like, we know so much about, like, people always be like, well, would you have, rather have street smarts or book smarts? I've always said street smarts because mm-hmm. right. I say the streets can teach you the books. Mm-hmm. Books can't teach you the streets. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hate when I run across a black person who hasn't really encountered their own blackness. Mm-hmm. Because you could tell, you'd be like, okay. You playing it safe. Oh, you don't know you black. So, you don't like, know you black yet. <laughs> Motherfucker ain't told you nothing. Ain't but her told was, you nothing. Yeah, Arteza was the same way. Her hair was down damn near to her ass. Straight, natural, mm-hmm. never had a perm on mm-hmm. it. And last year, for I don't know why, she started wearing dreads. And I when she started dreads too. Yeah. And when she started growing them, she would go into the office and she was like, they was treating her different and looking mm-hmm. at her different and, and, you know, being like, how long is this going to last? And I'd be like, Motherfucker. Oh, I told her, I said, you need to let me come into your office. That's what I, that's what I, because a white dude, if, you, if I hear a motherfucker say, how long that's going to last? It's I'm going to say as long as that's between women and men. That's what I had to teach him. I said there's a big difference because they don't, 
and, and, and he's like, babe, well, you can stand up for yourself. I was like, you have to understand, even if you stand up for yourself as a black woman, you are tagged as the angry black you woman. Are. It doesn't matter what it you do. It don't matter what you it do. It don't matter. So you can't come back from that. The Damn, only way man. you can save yourself is just to be independent of their asses. Yeah. And you can do whatever, whatever the fuck you want to do. do. So I was in court the other day. And and I'm the type of person where I'm so friendly, like I just talk to everybody. So yeah. from the person in the parking attendant to like the judge, like I'm that type of person. Yeah. Like I like to know, if, like yeah. I just like to you don't never with know everybody. when you need help from somebody. That too, you know what I'm saying? So uh, one of the translators, and uh, all the translators are Hispanic. One of the translators was like, um, he was like, you look different every day. I said, well, you know, I like to change out my hair. <laughs> and he was like, why? I was like, well, because I'm black. And I was like, and we're the only people who can do it. Yeah. And he was like, just because you black don't mean that you like to change out your hair. I said, well, what black girl you know who don't change, don't change out, out, hair? out their hair? And he was like, well, I have a lot of black friends. I said, well, I am black. Like, how you gonna argue with you me mean? about what, what black you, women what do? do? Like, and then not to be funny, do you hang out with these black women that you work with outside of work? Yeah. Because again, they may be wearing a certain hairstyle to work. I know for me, anytime I go to work, you know, I work in front of clients as project manager and I pull my hair back. When I go in, I always have it back in the ponytail. On the weekend, I may put that shit up, let mm-hmm. it just flow, and look like a real fucking like. roster. You gonna scare them motherfuckers if you come. My manager, he's from Florida, <laughs> and I'm remote, so I'm not in office with him. He was like, "Hey, I was having an issue with a client." He was like, "Let your hair down, man." And going, I said, "Man, if I let my hair down, I'm scaring everybody in there." Everybody. <laughs> and they act like they don't know you when you, even as a guy. Like I'll come in some days, I've worn my hair down or mm-hmm. pulled it back, or if he got a mm-hmm. different haircut, they be acting like we're a totally uh, different who, person. Chris, they always like Christy. And like you said, what? I'm the only motherfucker black person at this in level here. in here. Like, so you why know you gotta that. even right. act like that? Yeah. Why we gotta go there? And then I also run into the whole, you know, complex of like, just being real, the whole like white men, like black women, like slave complex. And it always just, you know when you're, you know when you run into it, you know yeah. when you feel it. And yeah. it's so hard to explain it. It just is. Like, and that, well, you, you ain't gotta explain it to us. You feel right. it. You know what I mean? And so, I always mm-hmm. run across that complex. Always. Like, it's always some creepy white guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter the age. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're always just like, or they'll go the extra mile. It's such a pleasure. It is always. Oh, and want to hold your hand a little oh bit my longer. God. Or, Nigga, or your come hands near sweaty. you. It's like, don't. Yeah, they don't know people's face. Oh, they don't white know. White people, I hope y'all oh listen. At every episode, space. when somebody's talking about white people, I'll be sure to take the clip out and use that. And that's when I get the feedback from white people because then it makes them look at themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the same way you're saying that about like the white men, black dudes get that with white women. Yeah, the yeah, big, the biggest right. disrespect to me about white women is when I don't know if he's been with a white woman before I have, but I've been with several and it's like they've been beautiful. And then you had you run into a white woman that's fat or ain't attractive and they be looking at you like, get away from me. You be like, bitch, I wouldn't even let the back of my balls touch you. I wouldn't even touch you at the back of my hand. But it'd be the ones that like, yeah. and then normally it's the trailer trash it's, it's or it's the, the ugly ones. rich ones and you be like bitch I wouldn't even check I didn't even you. know that y'all had the yes complex. but that's the know. thing it's so many things that but also you didn't know it but if he brought that to you you would understand it yeah and that's the harder part about for me about dating in a racial I don't want to explain myself every day yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what, I, that's what I told her I was yeah. like I knew pull your mic down just a little bit I knew um early on that I would never be able to marry like a white one, yeah. Like, it, it was just something I knew, like off top, yeah. Because certain, like, I'm gonna come home one day. I'm like, I fucking hate white people. You gonna feel that way? <laughs> and I, and I, I don't want to express that, but I, if I'm married to a white lady, yeah. like it's it's no correlate. Like she's not gonna. Get no, she's she, not gonna she, understand. She's gonna, she gonna take. She's gonna take some offense to it. And you're not even saying himself. you hate them like racism. Right. You just hate them in that moment. In that moment, or you hate the motherfucker who did what they did, and you know that it's a lot more people like that. Exactly. Because right? right. white people like to say, "Oh, exactly. well, I'm not like that." I know you're not, but. The other 500 million of y'all motherfuckers are, are like that are and like 1 that. million are not. And see, that's what I don't understand about why people take accountability for your shit. For your like, shit. take accountability for your people yeah. too. Just like y'all, y'all try to make us okay. do it. Right. Y'all make me take accountability for black women yes. all being a black woman every motherfucking day. Every so I don't day. understand why you can't take accountability for the things that your ancestors did, yep. for the things that you are now doing. And the shit for, that your daddy did. Yeah, doing. like, right. I don't understand. Like, even if it's saying like, just being real dude that ain't me but I totally understand where you coming from and sometimes I can't stand white people either you know what I'm saying like, cause I can't stand I niggas sometimes <laughs> exactly right. you know what I'm saying like, I'm on everybody everybody, <laughs> everybody can be everybody on your shit list it. and the everybody thing about it is it. we know we fuck up yeah. how many times I done came on this mic before and be like I'm so sick of niggas not doing this 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 and that right. mm-hmm. they cool with you talking about your own folks but they are not cool with you uh-uh. bigging up your own people and bringing Bring their shit down. to the light exactly right. that's what they don't like cause you say like and even when I promote stuff like beautiful black woman like I did oh, yeah, like a little campaign fix. thing and I put it out on social oh, media. Like it was that. like, what about white women? It's like, motherfucker, what about them? What about them? 
Y'all, I thought. Well, why I gotta talk about y'all in the midst of big up in my own sisters? Exactly. I remember telling one of my white homegirls, she was like, but so she asked me, she was like, I heard you say on a podcast one day that you could address a black woman as a queen, but you can't address really any other woman or especially a white woman. I said, my people, knowing my history, Five clans of Africa and shit. Like, we are descendants of king and queendom. I don't know about that slavery bullshit y'all be on. Only motherfucking white queen I know is Queen of England (laughs) and Princess Diana. I've never heard no lineage of the shit that y'all have done. I've only heard y'all talk educated and speak about what y'all have taken. If you listen to white folks, they'll be like, oh, we came over here. Mm-hmm. We saw some people over here, mm-hmm. but Columbus founded this motherfucker. We're going to give him a day. Well, what happened to the people that y'all found over here? Exactly. The Mexican-American or- War? Oh, you mean when y'all killed the motherfucker? But you know, when you're young, you cowboys right. and Indians, you go for the cowboys. Yeah. Because that's the way they, brain- they brainwash they you. Brainwash. But they, that was a whole yeah. annihilation. Yeah. They brainwash. I think they don't talk about Im- like Mexican immigrants at all. And sometimes I, 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 have a, I have to ask my Hispanic friends, like, why aren't y'all a little bit upset? Like, why y'all not angry? Because they light skin a little bit and they get accepted a little bit more than we do still. Right. That's true. But uh, also, we not getting deported. No, like, we not. So it's like, guys, like, come on. There's injustice. Yeah. Like, yeah. be for real here. Like, yeah. so we really not going to band together. So y'all really going to dislike us? Yeah. But for something that you don't, that not even is attributed towards you. Yep. Because I don't even understand why our blackness and the things that white people said about our blackness is attributed towards you. Or, or like, why does it matter to you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why are you buying into that? Why are you eating what they feeding? That's so crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't understand this whole uh, race issue in like the inner race, like the Mexicans yeah. not liking the blacks or the I had that in Hispanics my not liking the, the you know, African-Americans. uh and also Hispanics in their own community, not yeah. liking each other because they rate each other in their own, depending on where they're coming from, based on American laws. Like they Cubans did. are considered like the cream of the crop because they had the, you know. <laughs> and that's what they were talking about. That's why I was going to bring up earlier when they were talking about the 1882, mm-hmm. the Chinese Inclusion Act. That's when they said that they brought a commit. They hired a commission and brought them together to, to determine Who's worth bringing to America exactly. and who's not, exactly. which right. created the superior and inferior complex to where they like they were like, well, what can you contribute here? But then that, they used us and sent us back. But they started. But everybody that they put above black people was fair skinned. OK, that's why mm-hmm. the shit is what it is mm-hmm. now. Still, mm-hmm. it's division. And they use race as the common denom- yeah. denominator. And I think it's really interesting that we still use race as an identifying factor today. Like we still yeah. do. And it's just like, why do we use race as an identifying factor? Like what, why, what is this concept? Like, yeah. what is it for? And a lot of us are just really intermixed. So it's like, what is this for, for real? Like, yeah. what does this solve? And what is, and, and, and literally if you, like you said, if you break it down, it has created classism, yes, classism, yeah. elitism. And like you said, it's literally like a color palette. Mm-hmm. The lighter you are, the better you are. Exactly. The closer you are to white people, yeah. the better you are. That's why yeah. you got niggas over in Brazil and shit bleaching their skin. Exactly. Sammy Sosa. And or in Nigeria. When I saw that, I was like, he look like I'm a fucking like, mutt. It's like, is this serious? Like, yeah. I'm really bleaching your skin? Like, yeah. this is crazy. But 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 my thing is, y'all, all, you also got this social construct, right, where being darker is, like, be- more beautiful. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't understand. I wish I was darker. But I, tell, I told her that a million times. I was like, right. I wish I was blacker. The I, niggas that we used to talk about in high school calling them blue and shit, okay. I want to be that fucking dark. I'm okay with that shit now. And it's like when you I'm start okay learning who the fuck you, you are, are. you yeah. be like, yo, mm-hmm. I want everything that's mm-hmm. a, everything that we supposed to inhabit. I want that shit. I want it. Or I just start putting myself on. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to have to, be, I had to, a lot of the time I had to be around a lot of white people. So especially when I saw that they wanted what I had, mm-hmm. it was like, oh girl, I know girl. You yeah. know, it just came natural. Mm-hmm. A lot of issues with white people was about my weight. And they cannot stand the fact that I did not gain weight. And that that was a white girl thing. It yeah. was like, because white men set what's beauty. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And they think that being skinny is beautiful. And now I have these conversations with white women. They're always just like, well, I don't understand how like black girls are just so confident and how like, even if they're big, they just walk around with their confidence. I said, because our men don't see beauty the way your men see beauty. And not to be funny, that's why a lot of them white girls with them fat asses and it's thick, they running right over here because them niggas is like, no, for real. Come over here, we'll take that shit. We're going to love all of that shit. No, for real. Well, I've talked about it on the podcast. I mean, if you got like a small penis, what you going to do with like a fat, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Nothing. So it's there's nothing for you to do with nothing. them. I mean, so just keep sending them over. It's enough of us. And like Kanye say, I guess we'll just keep making another nigga out of them and keep it moving. But, ah, man, <laughs> these are the kind of conversations I feel like need to be heard. Mm-hmm. 
also I think another way like I said I don't think racism is going away but I think we are if you look the last 10 years black people are getting better at coming together you know what I'm saying they're getting better at promoting each other I think that's why you are starting to see the distraction of putting y'all with white men Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. separating us Mm -hmm. I think that's why you do start seeing them promote more gay shit I ain't against gay people but it's like they promote everything except us together they'll promote us separate they'll promote us as gay they'll promote us as anything but not together or they'll put us on movies not not together yeah like Scandal I'm sorry I love Scandal I love Scandal I stopped watching that shit after the third season I was like, like, I can't keep watching a white man play a black woman. <laughs> and she's smart. And she 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 left I all of the Scandal. good brothers. brothers. But kept going for fits. Yeah. Okay, I think I don't think it was because he was white. I'm not I think it was because he had power. I think there's a difference. True, true. I, think I do there's agree. There's a difference. I think if uh and honestly, also if you look at the dynamic, if she was going after someone that most resembled her father, it would have been somebody who was the utmost power. True. Because her father was very, very powerful. But look at this, though. Her, her father was a gangster. Her Fitz was, was a, a straight bitch. He was a, he was a motherfucking puppet. He just true. had the He did have but she power. she controlled him. She, she did, which him. means he gave her power. Exactly. Very true. She controlled him. So at the end of the day, I mean, day, y'all black control woman, white men now, too. I feel like uh, y'all can have the motherfuckers okay. eating off the I'm, ground. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Shit. I, I, I I'm gonna let you have that just because within that that hearing, yeah. it was it was it was a white trial attorney, yeah. and it was kind of like he didn't say anything, and it was weird because it was like, why aren't you fighting back? Yeah, like, and he was just like, oh, Miss White, it's always a pleasure, and it was like, okay, yeah. this is weird. He this probably had so many thoughts in his head during that trial. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to tell her. I used to be like, you have to look at when they see. When they see you, they see kind of a unicorn. It's they do. To, and it's not supposed to exist, right? Mm-hmm. You're smart, you're educated, you're black, you're beautiful, all this other shit. That, that shit is like a paradox yeah. to them. They but don't they know we educated. Because they, like Martin Luther King said, bro, when they when they gave us freedom, they released us with no land. Mm-hmm. They told us to pull ourselves up by bootstraps with no motherfucking boots. Mm-hmm. And 400, almost 500 years later, we've done that. Mm-hmm. And they see that, which but is why they're still they, shocked. And they're that's what I'm saying. They're still shocked. And that's why they're still trying to keep, do, they have to find a new plan mm-hmm. to rewrite the infrastructure mm-hmm. that they did because we're the younger generation is breaking through that shit. And we ain't having shit. We ain't, like, having, we ain't that having that shit. shit. I like, will slap the shit out of white motherfucker <laughs> if he talks sideways to me. I will lose my job. Because I, my, uh, motherfucker, uh, before you talk sideways to me, Man, I slapped the taste out your mouth. One of my uh, one of my friend's wife, she said um, that she was like, honestly, Chrissy, she was like, I I understand why, you know, all these white people, including myself, are scared of black people. And I was like, why? (laughs) And she was like, it's because you came from nothing and you surpassed me. And I was like, well, okay. Just think if they would have gave us something. Oh, oh my God. That you'd be working in my kitchen. I still want my reparations. You know what I'm saying? And I told Larry, I've already come up with a plan to give us reparations since you used race as an identifying factor Mm -hmm. of the population in the United States. Don't speak to shit. Just give us a tax deduction. Give us a tax deduction. I don't understand how that's hard. Even if you didn't make a, let us not have to pay taxes for seven seven years. Yeah. Because my check would be nice. For real. Like, stupid. that's all we want. That's all I'm asking for. That's my reparation. That's our reparation right there. And that's then, it. And you change the stigma of being black because people are going to want to be black. So all those people, all those white exactly. people that are you, that are poor and probably already got yeah. black people in yeah. their family, they're going to want to mark that they Man. black now. They're going to want to be like, okay, uh-uh, I'm black. Yeah. I'm black. Uh-huh. You can give it to me. You know what I'm saying? You change yeah. the stigma. Not only are you changing the fact that you're trying to, you know, build black people back up economically, because yeah. that's what y'all say is an economic Anything. issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You also changing the stigma of just being black in America. True. So don't act like, oh my God, it's so hard to even give you guys reparations. We don't even know how we're gonna calculate that. Same way y'all calculating that shit for the one percent. Okay. 1%. Just reverse that <laughs> shit for seven no years. Yeah, reverse that no shit taxes? for seven years. And then you can break, and then let that shit break even. They're just scared to see us surpass that. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's why I say it's so important. Like you said, like your friend. I don't know if he's black, white, or whatever. Put put a put a price tag on you on your service. Mm-hmm. We used to do that. People would come oh, to us yeah. and be like, "Hey, we see what you're doing with the podcast, blah blah blah." And she was like, "We need to turn this into a business." I said, "You're right," because people will call us and inbox us. How do you get started? And we help them, and they gone. Mm-hmm. So at least if they gonna get your shit and leave, you don't got paid for it. Exactly. And so he's right. And people already devalue us. We devalue us. We devalue us. Because you'll have a nigga come to you and say, how much? 500? Uh, I'll be right back. And they'll pay. And a white person say 500 and they don't want to look like they don't got it. So they're going to pay that shit. Oh, who you telling? That's something yeah. I do all the time being a black Niggas woman. Niggas get your being shit together. Being a black together. woman, like, I just got, like, uh, some Indians guys just tried to, like, cop me out of my money. And I'm just like, whoa, hold up. 
So you gonna try to come at me when I'm trying to help, help you? you? Okay, well I'm I'm done then. Like I'm done. But being a black woman, that is something that you definitely deal with. People don't want to pay you your money when I know that you paying these white yeah. these white dudes their money, yeah. and they don't even care about you. They actually they you just a number on the sheet of paper. Fucking number in you know the what check, I'm saying? Man. They sending out other attorneys to your work. Like this is the only firm that I know where you actually get to have the attorney do your work. Like For the you. attorney that you're meeting, that's yeah. the attorney that's going to be doing your work throughout yeah, your case. Yeah. But they don't they don't care about that convenience. They see a face. They see a oh she black. Oh yeah. she a woman. I don't know about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless yeah. it comes from a referral it's really difficult to get them in and yeah. like get them understanding like this actually is your your best hope. And it's important for us to really push each other because it, this is one thing I'll say, man. I know I talk a lot of shit about white people, but the motherfuckers are willing to pay. If yeah. they come to you, right. they will pay you. Yeah. If they come for it, like I had a guy hit me up the other day, a white guy, and he was like, hey, I wanted to run something by you about a podcast I'm doing. He was like, I'll pay you for your time. Just hop on the call. He's like, even mm-hmm. if it's five minutes, I'll send you $10. I was like, you ain't got to worry about the money because I was like, he at least offered to pay mm-hmm. and it's only five minutes. But we have to like literally start pouring into each other. Mm-hmm. One guy uh, responded on social media this week because me and her did an episode earlier last week and we were talking about tipping. And I was like, do you tip a black person better than you tip a white person? We I do. do. I do. <laughs> we I do too. <laughs> and she said, she was like, well, you know, she knows about the service industry. So she was like, yeah, I just tip people, try to tip yeah. them off a good tip. Mm-hmm. I said, I get that. I don't go to church. I don't pay tithes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my tithes that I do, I try to give back to poor people mm-hmm. right, or right. people Same. I know that are in a lesser service or a lesser mm-hmm. position like black people. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do pay them more is because they probably not getting tipped that much by other people or the white folks anyway. And if they getting paid three sixty five an hour, that white person probably getting paid five. Exactly. So they still getting underhanded. Exactly. So I feel like it's my job. We talk about helping our people all the time, but it's little shit like that that does help them. Not just Absolutely. we try to go beyond that. We try to like like you saying put people on we've tried to like educate ourselves so we can help educate our friends like hey guys like okay so we got to make moves like you can't just stay in your job nah. like what you want to do like that's, okay that's so you yeah. want a business okay well Christy knows how to like you know start a business like okay well then let's put you let's let's start your business yeah. let's go ahead and do your go through the secretary get state. Your let's LLC, get your, man. yeah like because this is actually what's gonna help like yeah. so I, I definitely I'm, I feel you on that it's crazy because when I was actually taking those classes in law school I say it all the time I'm like I didn't pay any attention to them because I didn't understand <laughs> how they work practically you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have a family member or, you know, somebody that had their own business to be able to put what I yeah. learned from the paper to, you and know. And put it and make it come to fruition, man. Exactly. And that's the, and that is yeah. something that's, a you know, the division of factor. Like when you going into law school, like when you have these, you know, black kids and yeah. you have white kids, like their family members usually, they, they want to be lawyers because their dad was a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Or their exposure. dad worked for exposure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're coming in on, on, on the opposite end. Like, and we don't even know. That's what I was telling my mom when I first started this. So my mom has a master's. My mom is, how old is mom? Like 58? I think she's 58. So she got a master's about four years ago. But like I was telling somebody, I was like, I didn't really, she couldn't tell me the importance of college. She could just say, go to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, until you actually went through it, applied it, mm-hmm. it's difficult. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then it's, I mean, college is still kind of, I feel like a setup to fail sometimes. It is sometimes. a setup. And a setup yeah. to, to trap you. And put you in debt. No I don't pay shit. Uh-huh. I just let income tax we take don't it. Either. When income tax came through, I knew it was coming. She hit me. She did my tax. She was like, yeah, not this year. I said, well, at least the student loans is paid because <laughs> I wasn't paying them motherfuckers. I'm not paying mine. Because I'm going to have to figure yeah. out a way around it. Because it's too they, many people it's who too have too much, them. man. And so do you watch, uh, what's the show on Netflix? Hassan with the Patriot Act? I know you're talking about, but I haven't watched it Oh, my gosh. So you should watch the episode about student loans. Um, and he was just talking about how many millions of people have student loan debt in the United States. And it's like, this was a trap. It was like, definitely a trap. This was a trap. And let me tell you this, too. White people... Black people, I know y'all listening to be like, yeah, we got to, white folks have more debt uh-huh. than you can ever imagine. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They are living uh-huh. off credit. The doctors, they got $600,000 student oh, loans. Yeah. They ain't they paying that shit. So stop beating yourself up. I hear my black friends come to me and they be like, student loans, I'm dying. I'm like, bro, I'm I ain't paying, paying a motherfucker. You paying, paying them $250 right. a month? I'm you are paying. a motherfucking fool. Right. I'm, I'm not, not paying for that uh-uh. shit. My ancestors pay for that shit. Right. I'm not paying for it. I'm not either. And, and they can take the tax money that y'all didn't really want to give me no way. Exactly. That's how the fuck y'all going to get paid. Y'all, right. Y'all going to have to figure it out because I'm not paying mine. Like, sure. I feel Martin like say, see, you want to see it. Okay. Right. <laughs> and time. honestly, it's like I said, it's too many of us. So I feel like these white people, somebody somebody going to have to figure something out. Yeah. Because so, this affects too many of us. It it's not a color people. issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is just a trapment issue. Like the government tried to trap us. So somebody going to have to figure something out. When they do, I'll be here willing to get my piece of the pie. But you know, the funny thing about it too is when we talk 
talk about the things that we go through like this, a lot of white people will be like, yeah, we do too. Y'all talk. Well, it ain't my fault that y'all ain't yelling about the shit. Exactly. We gonna make some motherfucking noise because we've already been on the back end of everything exactly. and the back end of history. We ain't trying to go no further back. So y'all motherfuckers, if y'all want to stay over there and just complain and cry about the shit, you go right exactly. ahead. But we gonna keep fucking yelling. And that's, that's how right. I feel about my immigrants, though. I feel like, why aren't y'all, y'all, why, y'all the one who I want to yell? Like, yeah. I don't understand why y'all ain't out here marching for your freedom. Yeah. Like, what, what's the issue? But it's also, like, how good is marching doing? Because I, I truly feel like, and I hate saying this, but I truly feel like they really not going to understand to motherfuckers start popping off, killing yeah. them. The way they doing us, like, what's that shit in Sacramento? Mm-hmm. Until we just started like, rent, like, and I hate saying that shit, but that's the only, until you are being treated, because black people, we are too nice to white folks sometimes. Oh, yeah. Too nice. Yeah. But when they want to let loose, they try to let loose. Yeah. But we are too nice, yeah. man. We whisper when we talk about their ass. Yeah. We got to stop that yeah. shit. I agree. I definitely agree with that. I don't know how to, I, I don't have the answers. But uh, before we get out of here, what is your plan? Do you have any plans or goals for the business and um, where you're going with the immigration? <laughs> Crazily, um, yes. So it's just being real. My vision has like has changed yeah. drastically throughout this time. So now I've just kind of like lifted up to God. I'm like, okay, God, wherever you're taking me, I'm going. Uh, but as of right now, um, I just been presented with the opportunity to um, to define myself as an artist or an entertainment attorney, mm. uh, immigration attorney. Which is gonna be really interesting, um, especially because I am an artist myself. Yeah. So, the opportunity to to do this was to for me it will be really interesting. Um, hopefully, I'll be looking to hook up with Samitra Goodson. She was also oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I ain't gonna lie though, them two because both of them girls were attorneys. Yeah. It was long winded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're people, attorneys. People was like, "Why didn't you talk more?" I was like, "I didn't really have a place, brother." Yeah. I mean, They're I was attorneys. just, I, and I'm not gonna about that all the time. She's I, like, you don't say nothing. You you done already? Yeah, it's like if you, yeah if you've already <laughs> done it, I'm a fo- yeah because them girls they was like deep in it. That's why I said I was surprised by so many people. Be like literally, it was like thirty some people back to back to back, and I was like. I didn't even get to talk. One dude, he was like, I just heard you when I came in, you was cussing and you was talking about how real shit got to be. And you was calling people out. And he was like, you just sounded like my kind of guy. I was like, okay. For real. <laughs> That's uh, the crazy thing about that is that uh, I'm taking Spanish and my Spanish tutor was telling me how, why many people identify with Trump yeah. is because he, he's real and they don't have to like, uh, think about big words or like things like they don't have he, to break it down. He talks right to him, and I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. I I've was like, told oh her my that. God. And you know what? I That's won't get picked for is. a lot of panels. She's working on. We've been working on some stuff right now to get me in more speaking engagements. I'm going to D.C. in a couple of weeks to speak. D.C. is a little bit more forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was telling her, she was like, you need to speak out here. You need to do what you do out here. And I was like, they're not trying to hear me be honest because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in that bitch and sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. People will be like, oh, well, you know, white people, fuck all the nice mm-hmm. white people. It's more bad ones, it seems, right. than then the good ones. Good. So we need to focus on the bullshit. I'm or not coming not in there doing that. Not even just that. It's more bad ones that are in power. Exactly. They, they, they have exactly. positions to, to manipulate a lot of things, lot that, of things that we see, that we do, that we like. Yeah. like and that's my issue with it. Like yes. we're not we're not taking accountability for, for it. Like nothing. we don't see people talking. Like really though, like why don't we see people talking about what? Why can't I remember his name? Yeah, the attorney for Trump. Mike I mean, Cohen. yeah, we don't see people talking yeah. about him, and no. that was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy talks to about me. To I was like listening. To he was like, and I still, <laughs> you know, we were like, what? But like you said about Trump speaking directly to people, yeah. that's the same thing I tell her because I know when I first started the podcast, I had a couple of guys and we we always did a, a lot of high level thinking conversation and it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But a lot of times I did feel like we were talking over people's head and I became and I've always been that person who's kind of straight to the point. Mm-hmm. I talk like I talk. And I know a, uh, one of the guys, you know, he was a minister and he was like, oh, I can't say this. Some of the t- you know, the way I, you know, put my titles, he was like, yeah. it's a little racy. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't change, bro. Cause somebody needs to hear this. I was yeah. like, and when I talk to people, I'm talking in the middle. Yeah. They understand cuss words because everybody curse. Exactly. They understand basic vocabulary. When you start throwing all of this Stephen A. Smith the game, like people can't understand that shit. Right. Like right. I get yeah. it. You know, a lot of college educated people get it, or a lot of people who read and they're self educated. Mm-hmm. But it ain't a lot of people that's really trying to go out and hear all these words and be like, 
Huh? It's a Which means dichotomous person. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that motherfucker is like a, a he bipolar. Two, he two, it took me a minute to understand yeah. that, though. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize until he kept telling me, he was like, Chrissy, you can't, the way you keep trying to speak legalese, like, people don't understand They don't this. understand not, that shit. What you're talking about right now, like, I'm sorry, but they don't, they're not going to get what you're saying. And it'll make them leave. Yeah, it'll make them yeah. leave. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't know how to, Look I'm trying to dumb this down. But that's how I got to be, man, because I remember I remember like you go into a doctor when I was younger and you go to the hospital and they'd be like, yeah, so you have a perforated thing. You'd be like, wait, is that broken what, chipped? What, that what is perforated? Right. So it's like you need to talk yeah. to the people because you start using them words, they get scary mm-hmm. and they right. get scared. And a lot of people right. say, well, why would they get scared? Well, you ever been that motherfucking algebra in eighth grade? And the teacher say she do all this shit on the board and say, does anybody have a question? <laughs> Motherfuckers out there shaking, hoping somebody raised their hand and don't nobody right. raise their hand and everybody leave that motherfucker dumb. dumb. All right, so it's like, right. yeah, you got to do that shit. I know five minutes. Okay. So I, I done, it's probably one minute. I'm doing preachers five minutes. <laughs> Tell them where they can find you at on social media. So you can find me at Chris Michelle or MLG Immigration Law. Um, that's on Instagram or on Facebook. You can find me at michellelawgroup.com, which is M E S H E L. Yes, it is ghetto spelling. That no is my name. That's the exactly why is. I named it that, yeah. was because I did not think Christy White yeah. was appropriate. Um, so again, M E S H E L Law Group. We both have the, the whitest names in America. My name is Anthony Roberts. Yeah. Yours is Christy White. Exactly. What's your name? Larry Hughes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, and I, when you when when I heard Larry Hughes, I thought about the basketball player who used to play for yeah. Philly. That's what everybody said. They'd be like, "Oh, you, your name Larry Hughes? You look like D Wade a little bit." <laughs> yeah. Like, Man. Man, I appreciate you for coming out. No, thanks for having we me. We got to do this again. Yes, we I gotta, love being you know here. I'm what? not we nervous anymore. To, I want to set up some kind of panel to where we can speak in person because this is the kind of shit that people need to know. Because this is so. Have you before we get out of here? Have you ever dealt with a black immigrant? Like uh, from Africa, Africa, yes, African immigrants, yes, a, a ton of them. Uh, the DR, Nigerians, um, Ghana, yeah. uh, Somalia, um, Ethiopia, yeah. Man, well, this is episode two thirty nine, Christy White. We appreciate you for coming out, listeners. If you want to be on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at the reality is. You can listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms. If you want to keep up with what's going on with the reality is, follow us. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the reality is. Keep up with the website by going to www TheRealityIs.com. That's T H A. The reality is. Always remember, and they encourage to excel, success, man, and white people. Fucking do better. Just do better. Learn more about your motherfucking people. Learn the shit that they have done to us. Learn the shit that they're doing to you. White folks, I, I, she probably gonna cut it off. White folks are so bad, they doing it to themselves. And white people don't even know that the shit that they going through is because your people put this shit in power. Okay. They think it's the immigrant. Yes, we out this bitch. I have a good one. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited with 5G included for $30 a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.